This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for GOSEP. Thank you for joining us. Today we are going to be talking about a situation impacting Louisiana and many other regions of the country, river flooding. Governor John Bell Edwards signed an emergency declaration in late February due to current flood fighting efforts and those expected over the next few weeks or months. The Army Corps of Engineers has opened up the Bonnie Carey Spillway, but the problems in Louisiana involve more than just the Mississippi River. We'll examine that issue. Later, what are some of the resources available if you have to evacuate due to an emergency? Rodney Mallett, the spokesman for the Louisiana Department of Transportation and Development, will have information for us as we ramp up for the start of the 2019 hurricane season. Before we get started with our interviews, we like to start each episode with an emergency preparedness tip. Does your family have an emergency communication plan? If not, you may want to consider taking that step. The first step involves picking a place to meet after a disaster. Designate two meeting places. Choose one right outside your home in case of a sudden household emergency such as a fire. The second place you choose needs to be outside your neighborhood. It can be a family member or friend's home, a site each family member knows and one they are familiar with. Choose an emergency contact person who lives outside your area for each family member to check in with following an event. Make sure each family member has that emergency contact cell number, landline number if available, and email address. If one form of communication goes down, maybe another will still be operating. This type of communication plan will help during events like a tornado outbreak or flash flood. Take a minute now to call or email an out-of-town friend or family member to ask him or her to be your family's designated contact in the event of an emergency. That's today's preparedness tip. Now on to our first interview. As we mentioned at the top of the show, river levels across much of the state have remained elevated this winter. The spring is typically when we start seeing river problems develop, but this year there have been ongoing problems. The Mississippi River is only one issue. Helping us examine that issue is Jonathan Brazell, hydrologist with the National Weather Service Lake Charles office. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. As we mentioned, there are a number of waterways across southwest Louisiana. Tell us about the current conditions. Well, of, of immediate concern is the uh, Chafalaya River, which is driven mainly on what's occurring on the Mississippi River uh, because a lot of that water comes through uh, Old River Control and, uh, and down the Chafalaya River. And so right now at the lower end of the Chafalaya River, we are forecasting uh, minor to moderate flooding. Uh, the moderate uh, flooding should be around Morgan City uh, and uh, Stephensville communities. That is of the immediate concern. That crest is going to occur over the next couple of weeks. However, again, we have to watch what's going on way up north with, with the rainfall in the, in the Ohio River Valley and also the snow melt coming off of the upper Mississippi. Although, the, you know, really what we're looking at is what happens in the Ohio River Valley is the main driver for the Mississippi Atchafalaya Rivers. Also of uh, concern is uh, the Sabine River over 
along the Texas-Louisiana border. Uh, East Central Texas has had a lot of rainfall over the winter months. So there's been flood waves coming down the Sabine River at times, and the water levels are currently running fairly high for this time of year. And so we've had minor flooding ongoing at uh, the Deweyville-Starks Gauge, uh, which is along the Calcasieu uh, Parish line. And so we've had that going on for months, and at times it's been up to moderate flood levels. So with the river high already, with the spring rains uh, still yet to come, and uh, you know, vegetation is still kind of dormant, so we 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 are calling for an above-average uh, potential for flooding there this spring along the Sabine River, and obviously along the Chafalaya River. Uh, also, the Red River is also running high up around Alexandria. Uh, it is not in flood at this time, and and nowhere along the river Red River is above flood yet. However, some of the tributaries up in North Louisiana are currently above flood, and uh, so it wouldn't take much to get uh, the Red River to go above flood stage uh, this spring as well. So that's another area we're focusing on for above, uh, you know, above normal flood uh, potential this spring. Luckily, right here in the heart of southwest Louisiana, along the Calcasieu Mermental basins, we've been pretty close to average rainfall, uh, you know, for the winter months, and so. We're just calling for an average, uh, you know, spring flood potential in the Calcasieu Mermental basins uh, for this spring. However, a lot of our flooding is driven off of very heavy short-term rainfall that occurs over a few-day period. So, and that's very difficult to predict uh, with any much advance notice. So, uh, as we go through the spring, we'll we'll continue watching that and and possibly. Uh, have to issue flood warnings for Calcasieu, as it's a fast-responding river as well. Is it unusual to see a number of these rivers remain elevated like this uh, throughout the winter? Yes, it is. Uh, even up, um, I was vacationing over in north-central Louisiana this weekend, and the rivers are really high for this time of year up up in that area. And it's really because up, up north uh, from like from east Texas all across north Louisiana into Arkansas, North Mississippi, Tennessee, um, those areas have had a tremendous amount of rain in the last few weeks. And, and so the rivers are running high up in, up in that area. Luckily for us, you know, we're at the south end of all this, but, um, and, you know, the water does attenuate some as it comes downstream. So um, we, we're not seeing a lot of flooding here yet, uh, but up, up north, with the water level so high, it does have us a little concern for the bigger rivers like the Red River, the Chafalaya River, and the Sabine River. Gotcha. And and as far as the public, uh, what's the best advice to them as far as keeping an eye on these uh, issues, especially if they live in areas that are prone to river flooding? Well, you know, uh, from my experience, most people that live along the river know, you know, they know when they need to take action. And so, but over the next several, you know, next several weeks, uh, it's a good time to, you know, especially during the spring, is, you know, pay attention to the forecast. You know, check out water.weather.gov every few days, if not every day, and uh, see what the rivers are forecast to do. You know, you mentioned uh, Central Louisiana. We were actually traveling over Mardi Gras in the uh, North Mississippi. Uh, Tennessee area, and it seemed like every waterway up in that area. I'm not familiar with what they look like 
on a regular basis, but it looked pretty much like they were all out of their banks or, or not far from it uh, as we traveled through. So there is a lot going on right now, and I know you guys kind of have your hands full. What about that that rain? You know, is there a certain amount of rain that should be kind of a trigger point, or does it vary from basin to basin or waterway to waterway? Well, it, it does vary from, from basin to basin, and depending on what the, you know, previous soil conditions are. However, for for me, I start perking up when I hear four and a half inches or something like that, uh, because pretty much that's the that's going to get most rivers to to bank full at least, if not higher. And uh, you know, over the last several years, we've actually been forecasting a lot of times, you know, ten plus inches of rain, and that that should get everyone nervous uh, because even at that point, even little drainage ditches that are not normally prone to flooding uh, tend to flood. And so we've seen a lot of those over the last several years. And, and the last big one that really, uh, you know, affected portions of Louisiana was uh, Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Uh, so it, it can happen. Even the small drainage ditches that, you know, they say, well, it's never flooded here before. Well, yes, it can. I mean, water does some pretty crazy things when you get 10 plus inches of rain in a short period of time. Uh, what about resources available to the public? What what should they be uh, using as far as tracking some of these issues? Well, uh, weather.gov is a good starting place for the forecast. Um, and if for the uh, flooding, uh, the river flooding, uh, water.weather.gov is another good location to, you know, a starting point uh, to look at what the forecast for the rivers are. We also have it you know, categorized by uh, minor flooding, moderate flooding, and major flooding. So that kind of takes your eye right to where the, the hot spots are. And uh, and so that way you can kind of zero in on, on certain locations. All right. And the social media uh, devices that you guys would use as far as the National Weather Service Lake Charles? Yes. All, all of our, uh, you know, we do, uh, all of our warnings go out on, on, on Twitter at NWS Lake Charles. Um, and then if it's a big event, we will do uh, uh, Facebook posts. And, you know, we're one of the experimental offices that actually do Facebook Lives. So if there's a big weather event coming, uh, we have a guy named Donald Jones that will, will do a Facebook Live. And he's become somewhat of a celebrity around here. <laughs> <laughs> those those are great discussions. You know, it's fun watching the offices that utilize those type things, and and uh, you can really get some in depth information on those Facebook Live updates. Yes, you can, and hopefully it will it will, it will get out of experimental mode, and and all the offices will be able to do it sometimes this year. Hopefully. Okay. Any secondary issues or concerns when we see the river levels like they are right now? Uh, yes. Uh, well, um, there are. Some farmlands over in the Chafalaya floodway that that we'll see some high water on them, and especially up in North Louisiana, where all the backwater is from from the Mississippi. Uh, you know, it does take a lot of farmland out of commission for a while. And you know, downstream, you know, for the for the barge traffic on the Chafalaya River, there's some some restrictions put in place for those uh, with the Coast Guard. But you know, they just you know, they keep they keep doing their thing and uh, make it upriver somehow. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking time out with us again. You know, the National Weather Service Lake Charles uses Facebook and Twitter. It's something to really keep an eye on. 
uh, if you're in these areas and concerned about these types of problems. Jonathan, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. Now we'll move on to the emergency resource segment for this episode. It also has to do with river flooding. You can stay up to date with the latest information on rivers and waterways by checking out the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers website. It's USACE for U.S. Army Corps of Engineers dot army dot mil. That's USACE dot army dot mil. Once on the site, use the Locations dropbox and click on Mississippi Valley Division. There are options for the Vicksburg District, which involves much of North Louisiana and includes a River and Lake Stages box, also with the latest news releases. You can also check out the New Orleans District for the latest on the Bonnie Carey Spillway opening and any other related news in South Louisiana. That's today's resource tip. Moving on to our second interview, Rodney Mallett is the Communications Director for the Louisiana Department of Transportation and Development. We are moving closer to the start of hurricane season and now may be a good time to review your evacuation options, especially for those of you near the coast. Rodney, thanks for joining us. Explain some of the DOTD resources that may be used to help if someone's forced to hit the road for an evacuation. Well, I believe in the whole get a game plan mentality that our buddies at GoSet put out. And so we try to tell people ahead of time to go to the 511LA.org site, get familiar with that, but also look for your alternate routes. You know, we want people to go north when we evacuate. There's more than I-49 and I-55 and I-59 that can get you up north. So look and find some of those alternate routes. So um, when you get ready to evacuate, you can go to 511LA.org, look and see where the congestion is, if there's any kind of crash, if there's any kind of weather impacts that are closing roads. And that way you will already have uh, your, your route plan. Another thing that we like to tout is our motorist assistance patrol. And those are the orange and white uh, trucks that you see in some of our metropolitan areas. And so if there's a lot, large scale evacuation plan going on, what we will do is increase the number of motorist assistance patrol available. Should a car break down or there be a crash, we can move those folks off the side of the road very quickly and try to get traffic rolling again. Talk to us about some of the social media uh, tools that you guys use. I know even with my family, a lot of times in different parts of the state, they'll ask me to check you know, the, the Twitter accounts that you guys use to see if there's any problems on the interstates or whatever. Talk to the public about those resources and what they can expect to find there. Well, you're definitely right about that. We have the Twitter accounts for all of our metropolitan areas, and you can go to dotd.la.gov and sign up for any or all of those. And back to 511la.org, you can go and sign up for a uh, alert for any of the, your routes as well. And also, we have a Facebook page where we will put up information, especially when it relates to a crisis situation. We try to put up as much information on road closures, road openings, safe routes, and that. So, yeah, we try to use social media as much as possible. But also, we can go old school. We have the dynamic message board signs all across the state that we will use to provide information to drivers as well. So, like, let's say you're coming into Baton Rouge on I-12. Uh, we have a road closure 
because of a crash uh, at I-10, we will put up there on the dynamic message board, road closed, use alternate route 110 North. So we have uh, a variety of ways to provide information to people uh, on an everyday basis or in a crisis communications uh, situation. Are you seeing more people take advantage of these resources, uh, you know, as, as new technology becomes available? Um, uh, yes. Are you kidding? When we have anything, when we have an ice storm or a road closure, mass road closure like we had in 2016 when we had the floods in March and the floods in August, we get plenty of uh, traffic on our 511LA.org and on our Facebook and Twitter and we get new signups on all, all the time because people find out just how invaluable having information is in a crisis situation. And a lot of times, on a day-to-day basis, people are using it a lot more and more as we uh, as they continue to get familiar. And and what type of uh, resources at DOTD uh, goes into providing this information? Like like what about the manpower needed and the technology needed for you guys to provide this update? Well, after Katrina hit uh, and caused so much trouble, and we had a lot of communications trouble, we ended up implementing what we call a traffic management center, and that's a, in a separate building uh, here on the DOTD campus. And there, they can monitor local law enforcement, state police and our own network of DOTT cameras, which is also available on 511LA.org. And so that's where they can put out the information right there. They can put it right into the 511 system and it'll go out on a tweet, it'll go out on a 511 notice, and it goes up on the actual map and on the app. So it's uh, it's not a super amount of manpower, but there's a lot of technology involved to keep all of this working. And we can't stress the importance of uh, examining this a lot. You know, a lot of times going back to what you were talking about with the 2016 floods, a lot of times our fatalities, unfortunately, have to deal with people driving in areas where they shouldn't be driving. Even in a case of a flood, you may not want people to hit the road. Like the, the message may be just stay where you're at because it's safer than being on the road. So please take advantage of these resources that the DOTD provides and uh, and utilize what they have available uh, to help keep you and your family safe. Rodney, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank Rodney Mallett with DOTD and Jonathan Brazell with the National Weather Service Lake Charles for the information they provided today. Don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned today to help you and your family finalize your emergency plans. We also want to thank the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at DonateLifeLA.org. For more on most of the topics we talked about today, go to GetAGamePlan.org. And don't forget to follow GOSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at GOSEP, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode available next month. podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.